Ordinarily, we get to know someone first through his or her actions. The common pieces of small talk always begin with, what do you do for work? What do you study? What are all these visible things that you do in your life to learn about you? And then as we get to know someone more personally, we begin to learn about the deeper thoughts and desires that reside on this person's heart. And that's the mark of true friendship, not just knowing about someone and what he or she does externally, but who the person is interiorly. Our identity as Christians works the same way. Our fundamental dignity and identity resides in something invisible. Our soul, stamped with the image of God and sealed by the Holy Spirit. Everything we do in life is absolutely secondary to these realities. And this is furthermore the same with God. There are many things we can observe about God's actions in the world, in creation, in his divine providence, the way he sets things up in our lives. We can also use philosophy, as Thomas Aquinas did so well, to argue about the existence of God through his effects that we can observe. But that is not the same as understanding who God is in himself. To understand who God is in himself requires divine revelation. It is not something we can observe. And that is why the Catechism tells us that the central mystery of the Christian faith in life is the mystery of the Holy Trinity. It is the mystery of God in himself, that God is one in three divine persons, a trinity of persons in a perfect unity. And this is the most fundamental teaching of the Christian faith because it concerns the inner life of God. Everything that we can see and experience and observe about God flows from this interior inner reality of God. And this is even more than just like reading into a person's soul. Because the Trinity, God, is a dynamic relationship of three persons. The distinction in the persons is not in what they do in the world, but in who they are in relation to one another. The Father begets the Son. The Son is eternally begotten of the Father. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son and is the love shared between them. So why does this matter, we might ask? What effect does this have on my life, if any? Well, this series of inner relations of the Holy Trinity 
sets the pattern for our own Christian lives. Receiving life from the Father, conforming ourselves to the Son, being perfected by the Holy Spirit, and returning to the Father. We describe the Holy Trinity as a communion of persons, for it contains the three essential ingredients for love, a lover, a beloved, and a mutual sharing of love. The Father is like the lover, the Son, the beloved, and the Holy Spirit, the love between them. It is for this reason that we can say that God is not only perfectly loving in his works and actions, but that he is love itself. God is love because the inner life of God contains a perfect and total giving and receiving of love between three divine persons. This is the love that is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Sharing in the love of God, therefore, is not something we just passively receive. It is an active participation in the inner life of the Holy Trinity. In a word, we call this grace. Furthermore, our life becomes Trinitarian when it is rooted in the Father's love, when it is conformed to the sacrifice of the Son, and when it overflows with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So don't be intimidated by the apparent obscurity of the doctrine of the Holy Trinity. As the most fundamental dogma of Christian faith, it has the greatest significance for our lives. As our introit for today's Mass goes, Blessed be the Holy Trinity and its undivided unity. We shall ever give him thanks, for he has done to us according to his mercy. Alleluia. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.